This is the sixth episode of Decoding Fox News, and I am your host, Julia Jeske. Each week, I watch and analyze 15 hours of Fox News content and break it down so you don't have to. This project is made possible due to the Tao Knight Center for News Integrity Initiative at the Craig Newmark Graduate School of Journalism at CUNY. I'm a recent graduate of that program. If you're not from New York and you're wondering what CUNY is, that's City, University of New York. So this is the sixth episode of the podcast of Decoding Fox News. Six episodes. Here we go, guys. Fox News tried and failed to demonize Katanji Brown-Jackson, while Tucker Carlson promoted conspiracy theories and demonized Ukraine. A condensed overview of 15 hours of Fox News for week ending March 27th, 2022. So Tucker Carlson promoted a debunked story about Hunter Biden, biolabs and laptops. The cast of Fox and Friends acted outraged that Biden was terse with a reporter, and the personalities on The Five seemed disappointed that Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson was incredibly poised and professional. I mean, that pretty much sums it up. They did their usual, let's blame uh, President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris for absolutely everything on the planet, and complained about inflation, gas prices, Keystone Pipeline, the usual. It is kind of amazing how they view um, hunt, uh, they, they view Joe Biden as dictator of the world, and if anything ever goes wrong anywhere, they blame they find a way to blame him for it, which is kind of amazing. Um, but that's what they do. It's like they will find a way to blame Joe Biden for something. Um, so the first thing I'm going to get into, I on Thursday, I saw this in real time and, and debated putting it on Twitter and decided not to. And it was Tucker going on about this crazy conspiracy theory regarding Hunter Biden and biolabs in Ukraine. And I just, I didn't want to amplify it. And it was very vague and confusing when he explained it. And I thought, you know, I don't know about this. Uh, I'm not going to put it on Twitter. We'll see what happens. And then I noticed that other accounts that also do similar work for, that I do also did not put this on Twitter. And... Um, then it kind of did blow up on Friday when other people started amplifying this crazy theory. And I decided, okay, I'm going to cut this up. I'm going to break it down. And I'm not going to just put it up naked on social media so somebody else can grab it and just, you know, disperse us and make it more popular. Plenty of people, millions of people watch Tucker Carlson, every, you know, Monday through Friday, which is disturbing. But he doesn't need even more amplification of this crazy so I worked on this last night and I took the clip. I cut out most of the conspiracy theory. I just left enough that you can kind of get what he's talking about. And then I just inserted basically a, re a rebuttal based on my research. And what I found was about two weeks ago, um, actually a little bit further back than that, um, somebody named War Clandestine. This is a an American man named Jacob. They don't know that much about him other than he was a QAnon supporter. He's posted crazy stuff before. And he came up with this whole, there's secret Ukraine biolabs that are making bioweapons, you know, fear-mongering craziness. And this immediately got picked up uh, in that whole conspiracy theory universe. And it was posted on Gab and Telegram and a bunch of other unregulated social media platforms and spread like wildfire. And Russia has already been trying to kind of make something out of this anyway. 
since 2011, they've been pushing the idea that these laboratories that are completely not secret, that are scattered all over the former Soviet bloc, that are you know partially paid for by the U.S. government, that are there to help uh, stop a new disease when it forms or study diseases as they're forming in these areas to sort of prevent something like what we just went through with COVID-19. There's also a lot of livestock in this part of the of the world, and anybody who studies infectious diseases knows that humans living in close proximity to livestock is often how a new pathogen is, is formed because it jumps from one species to the, to the other. So this makes sense that we would do this, and um, the labs are not secretive and they're run locally. And uh, Russia has been trying to use this against us for years, and they have been pushing this narrative that they were not uh, health labs for diseases, but that this was somehow to make bioweapons. And they've been doing this since 2011. So when they saw this conspiracy theory get picked up and start to pick up momentum, they picked it up. And they keep trying to spread this as well. And they try to do this whole presentation that like nobody took seriously. Um, that that is like, oh, these are bioweapons and the US is going to use bioweapons against us. And we we've signed treaties with Ukraine that said we would never use bioweapons. And again, these labs are completely non-secretive. They're completely open. I've seen people, I watched interviews where people had worked at them and talked about them, and they were kind of baffled that. Anyone thinks these are dangerous, but, um, you know, a disease could be dangerous. So there, there is some risk there, but they're not bioweapons labs. So I'm going to play my clip with my rebuttal in it, and you can see kind of what I'm talking about. Remember the biolab story? It was a couple of weeks ago. So much has happened. But a couple Fact check. False claim of U.S. biolabs in Ukraine tied to Russian disinformation campaign. Now, we saw the tape of Newland saying this, and we were really surprised. We'd never heard anything like this before. Biolabs in Ukraine? What? Why? The United States has been engaged in a program known as the Defense Threat Reduction Agency, which cooperates on reducing disease risk in Ukraine and elsewhere. So we brought it up on air, and we asked, among other things, why didn't the Biden administration secure what was ever in these labs before the Russians invaded? That seemed like a fair question, maybe an important question. The labs are run by Ukrainians. For asking it, we were immediately denounced by so-called reporters as disloyal agents of Vladimir Putin. They accused us of repeating discredited Russian disinformation about the existence of bioweapons in Ukraine. The labs are used to study diseases, not make bioweapons. So why is the U.S. government doing this in Ukraine? The answer, because no one wants to do bioweapons research in this country. They aren't bioweapons labs. But the National Pulse is reporting tonight. According to MediaBiasFactCheck.com, the National Pulse has an extreme right-wing bias and is a questionable source. Overall, we rate the National Pulse questionable based on extreme right-wing bias, promotion of propaganda, and conspiracy theories, affiliation with a known questionable group, and a few failed fact-checks. That apparently a private equity firm run by Hunter Biden funded some of the research into pathogens in these biolabs. The a QAnon supporter named War Clandestine created the story. Then the Russian government promoted it. You're not a Russian agent repeating discredited Putin talking points if you ask. I don't know if you're a Russian agent or not, but that is Russian disinformation. So there's really no nice way of putting this. Tucker Carlson is 100% promoting Russian propaganda. The story was already kind of crazy, but then the Russians added 
the Hunter Biden is secretly funding Biolabs. I don't know why he would, you know, what would be in it for him. And he's doing this with George Soros, who's already kind of the the all-purpose boogeyman for the far right, because uh, they like to blame him for everything. And it's a way to sneak in some anti-Semitism as well. So, uh, but yeah, there's no real nice way of putting this. This is straight up Russian propaganda. And I don't know why Tucker keeps doing this, but he's doing this. So there's, you know, there's nothing you can say about it. So the next, and I have a lot of links on this one. I really got in deep with this story. Uh, There's like seven links, including a primary source, government source. So, you know, hey, why not? So the next clip I'm going to play for you is really disturbing. And I edited the heck out of this to take out the bigotry and the hateful language. But it just shows you how brazen Tucker Carlson is in regards to trans Americans. Here we go. You're going to hear the audio cut out for a few seconds here and there. And that's me removing Tucker Carlson misgendering this person. Twitter just suspended Babylon B for a satirical headline about Joe Biden's Assistant Secretary for Health, Rachel Levine. Apparently, it's now hate speech to acknowledge that Rachel Levine is biologically true. But they've banned it. We'll talk to the head of Babylon B next. Rachel Levine is a biological lived life as a biological married kids, the whole thing. And then at some point, fairly recently, a woman, dressing as a woman, fine. But you have to call me a woman or else you're a hater. Not fine. In October, because almost everything that's happening at this point is almost beyond parody, on the basis of that claim, I'm a woman, though of course, Joe Biden made Rachel Levine an admiral in something called the Public Health Service. Watch. I am honored to serve as the first female four-star officer of the U.S. Public Health Service Commissioned Corps. Okay, so you're not you know, no one wants to attack you for that. It's totally fine. But when you get up on stage and say something that everyone knows is untrue and then demand that we believe it, you degrade the rest of us. It's outrageous, actually. And not everyone wants to play along. So this person is now an admiral. To memorialize the moment, the Babylon Bee named Rachel Levin year. It's a joke, but it's kind of true. In response to this, Twitter, on which no jokes are allowed, suspended Babylon B for hate speech. So per Twitter policy, when a man you have to pretend that person is telling the truth. The whole point of this is to get you to submit. They don't care whether Rachel Levine's a man or a woman. They care about humiliating you and making you accept what you know is not true. It's fascinating to watch it. As Jim Treacher put it today on his brilliant substack, quote, we finally figured out how to trick feminists into defending men. <laughs> It's just so smart. Anyway, to its credit, the Babylon Bee is not backing down. So- See, in that clip, you can hear Tucker's bizarre rationalization for this. He thinks it's hurting him that another person wants to identify as a woman. He has to submit. Tucker has to submit. Tucker is the one who's humiliated. It's really bizarre. I've never understood this point of view because if someone wants to call themselves a woman and identify as a woman and transition to living life as a woman... I don't know how that harms me or anyone else in any way. Um, I, I just don't get it. I could understand like a, a intimate relationship. It might get very strange. I know people that that's, they've been married to people who transitioned and that's difficult. Um, but that's between that couple. I'm not going to say any blanket statements about it. 
but other than that, I just don't, I don't see the problem. I don't understand why Tucker sees this as like, you're hurting me. You're humiliating me. It's very strange. But trans people have become kind of the only group other than migrants, I guess, that Fox News will openly attack. They have no shame. He misgendered Rachel Levine eight times in two minutes in that clip. Eight times. It just, they don't care. Like they would never say the N-word eight times in two minutes. They would never dare make a racial slur that obvious. Um, they'll, they'll call migrants an invading army when they're usually just people with a backpack trying to find work in the United States, but they, which is offensive for many reasons, but they don't come out and say, you know, horribly racist things. It's usually a dog whistle. It's a, it's a hint, but with trans people, they do not care, especially Tucker. He will just go right there. And if I had played that clip unedited on Twitter, my account would have been suspended Tucker Carlson claims that his account is currently suspended because he defended Babylon B, which just made a cheap shot at Rachel Levine, was not clever, was not funny, and they got their account suspended. So the next one I'm going to play, and I'm sorry that there's a lot of offensiveness stuff going on with this episode, but I, I got to call it like I call it, was something that I'm going to call Tucker Carlson on because I got my start um, researching the far right, and this is a, the same exact pattern I saw on the far right. And that's to take a wealthy, well-educated black person and call them white, which is so offensive for so many reasons. And I don't think most people would call Tucker out for this because they, don't, they haven't seen this pattern before. And I immediately recognized it. I said, oh, he's doing this again. He's doing this. So they'll call, and if you've been adopted by a white family, you're white suddenly. So I'm going to just play the clip and you can hear it. Another lecture about the black experience from a blue-eyed Yale graduate who in fact grew up in an all-white town, the son of IBM executives. Is there anyone on this planet phonier than Cory Booker? To her credit, Kandaji Brown-Jackson doesn't seem quite so fraudulent. That would be impossible. But she does, and this is the key, share a resume that is strikingly similar to Cory Booker's, daughter of academics, graduate of Harvard College and Harvard Law School, on the board of the single wokest day school in Washington, D.C., et cetera, et cetera. You know exactly how that story turns out. Because in the end, when they tell you you're getting a black nominee, they're not talking about the son of a maid and a farm worker from Pinpoint, Georgia. In fact, we already have a Supreme Court justice like that. His name is Clarence Thomas. He is a great man, even if no one in Washington will acknowledge that. No, what they mean when they tell you you're getting a black Supreme Court justice is that you're getting yet another Democratic Party robot with the same rigid and totally predictable views as your average professional class white liberal, but who happens to be tanner than Joe Biden. So identical, identical to everyone else in power, just a different shade. And the shade, to be fair, does make all the difference. That's the whole point of the exercise. Because of the way that she looks, Brown Jackson, who again is just a garden variety white liberal in what she believes, but because of the way she looks, this nominee will get nowhere near the vetting of a typical Supreme Court justice. I mean, honestly, how enraging is that? He refers to her as tanner than Joe Biden, as if that's all it means to be black. And I, this is enraging to me. And I'm like the whitest white person on the planet. But the fact that he honestly believes that someone like Cory Booker, uh, who grew up in a white suburb, would not be treated like a black man anywhere else other than his home. I, 
anybody who knows a black person, which is most of us, knows that like, the minute they, like they face racism everywhere. And it doesn't matter if they're rich or if they're well-educated or if they have five degrees or if their parents are incredibly famous. It doesn't matter. They're still treated like a black person. And that means that they'll be discriminated against. They'll be more likely to be harassed by a police officer. They'll be more likely to be followed when they're in a store. They'll be more likely to have a rude comment thrown at them. Uh, I know I have had friends who couldn't get apartments, who couldn't get jobs, who they have faced so much discrimination their entire lives. And it doesn't matter that they have master's degrees or PhDs or any of that. And the fact that Tucker implies that because they had, you know, some experience around white people growing up, that they have a, a charmed life and they don't face racism. I mean, even Oprah Winfrey, when she went to Europe a couple times, has told stories about when people didn't recognize her. She got attitude in stores and people told her to leave and people said she shouldn't be in certain places because they didn't realize she's worth millions and that she's an incredibly famous woman. They just thought, oh, here's a black woman in our store. Tucker has a pattern of doing this, of basically negating racism, which is another trope that is repeated on the far right, is if racism doesn't exist and that uh, black people and other people of color are somehow whining and somehow because they, you know, dare say that they're victimized, that, that that's somehow an affront to someone like Tucker Carlson. It's bizarre. He takes it. He went on and on and on about how he thought that Cory uh, Booker, Senator Cory, Cory Booker's um, excitement about Katan, Katanji Brown Jackson was somehow inauthentic and that, you know, he was a phony and that he didn't really care. And it was, just, he just doesn't understand that racism is a thing that exists. And he somehow sees it as a personal attack on someone who's, you know, your first name is Tucker, for Christ's sakes. You are about as white as they come. And your, you know, your stepmom was an heiress. If you didn't know that, his stepmom was the heiress of the uh, Swanson Frozen Family Food. I always say family. I don't know why. The Swanson Frozen Food Company. So yeah, a lot of money. So the next thing I didn't I didn't clip because it was kind of impossible to clip. It was very long and meandering. Was a whole rant on uh, Zelensky banning eleven political parties in Ukraine. Although Zelensky did not ban the parties, he temporarily suspended them. There's only eleven. They all had ties, very strong ties to Russia. Most of the political parties were very small, and uh, there was one that had a significant amount of seats, like 45 out of like 450, roughly. I might be getting that number wrong. My apologies, but it was about a tenth of the parliament. And that party was aligned with a oligarch who has fled the country, who was under house arrest for treason, and he has very strong ties to Putin. So you can kind of understand if your country was invaded by Russia, why you might do that. Um, but extremists on both the far right and the far left have freaked out over this and claim, oh, you know, he's a dictator. It's a temporary suspension. I can't imagine what we would do if something like that happened to, in the U.S. So it's a little ridiculous to freak out over it. Here's a new segment I call Clutch Your Pearls, and you can probably figure out why I called it that. This is a segment from Fox and Friends, and they're talking about a press conference that Joe Biden gave. Here you go. Reporter Christina Ruffini asked if he thought the actions taken in Brussels yesterday will have an impact on making Russia change course in Ukraine. And he said, that's not what I said. You're playing a game with me. 
He snapped at her and he was sassy with uh, a number of the reporters. Watch this. Sanctions never deter. You keep talking about that. Sanctions never deter. What is wrong with him? I That's mean, the, the what, anger he shows the and the inaccuracy. Sanction, it? Yeah, of He's, course. No, it's supposed to enhance. I mean, here's the thing. We've got videotape. We got a And then I point out in the video that we do have videotape. Here you go. Since you're attacking us, can you give us a question? Go since ahead. you're No, Mr. President-elect. Go ahead. Mr. President-elect, since you are attacking no, our news not organization, you. Not can you. you give What a stupid question. But I watch you a lot. You ask a lot of stupid questions. What do you say to Americans who are watching you right now who are scared? Uh, I say that you're a terrible reporter. That's what I say. Well, when you when you report fake news, no. When you report fake news, which CNN does a lot, you are the enemy of the people. Go ahead. So, I mean, I could have easily made that 20 times longer. We There's so many clips of Trump bashing the press that it was kind of outrageous for the cast of Fox and Friends to actually try to act offended that, um, you know, Biden was like mildly terse with an, a reporter. And I did cut that clip down. It was much longer, but it was basically the same energy. So that's why I just cut it down to about 30 seconds. So, um, I basically, I mean, it's just crazy that they would act offended because Trump made bashing the press like part of his platform, practically. It was completely outrageous. So the next clip we have is my favorite uh, bogus expert of the week. And we have a real bogus expert. It's one of my favorite fake experts. She has a high school education. She's a conservative pundit. She likes to yell a lot and talk incredibly fast. It's Candace Owens. I'm going to play it for you. We, none of, nobody believes this Russian puppet stuff. I mean, it's just ridiculous. A black woman in the United States have never even been to Russia. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't think of a, a Russian food off the top of my head. I mean, it's, it's so ridiculous. I refuse to give it any air. Candace basically said that Ukraine doesn't exist and that it was entirely created by Russia and a bunch of other offensive things about the country. I put a link in the newsletter for Media Matters with the full quote. It's a pretty long quote. Um, and so she was called out for this, and that was her response. It was, oh, I don't know. I've never been to Russia. I don't even know Russian food. I'm a black woman. What? Okay. Um, she did also on Twitter say she sent, the New York Times wanted to, to interview her about her statements, and she uh, thought she was being really clever, and she whipped out a bunch of really old New York Times articles about Ukraine and said, well, this is what I've learned about the country. I learned it from you. I learned it from reading you. You know, it's like, okay, okay, whatever, lady. She is nutty. I don't even know why they use her as an expert over on anything except for that she yells a lot and is always like full of righteous indignation. There's a few guests that are kind of all purpose. Um, Charlie Kirk, uh, Matt Walsh, they use them constantly and they just basically get on the show and yell. And <laughs> none of them have a college education, which is fine, but I don't know, should you be going on a new show as an expert? Uh, you know. I probably wouldn't. But anyway, so I'm quickly running out of time. I want to play a couple more clips very quickly. This one is about Hillary. It was meant to make her look bad. It didn't. The Russian government even broadcasts uh, Tucker Carlson, who appears on Fox News, because of what he says in support of Putin or casting doubt on uh, those who are seeing with our own eyes what Putin is doing. It evokes the role of left wing apologists for communism, you know, in, in, the, in the last century. And I think their behavior comes out of something similar. Their dislike of their own country, of the United States, of the nature of modern America, is so strong 
that they are looking for alternatives anywhere, even if those are autocratic alternatives. So the first voice is obviously Hillary Clinton criticizing Tucker for basically doing exactly what he's doing. His stuff is getting played on Russian TV, and he is promoting Russian propaganda. So I'm, I'm not sure how that made her look bad. And then the second clip is Anne Applebaum, who is a Polish-American journalist and historian who's quite brilliant. Actually, she's very critical of communism. And what she is actually describing is uh, a tanky, uh, not Tucker. I'm, it's weird that he even plays that clip. And he laughed about it and like makes fun of her after the clip, which I took out because it doesn't make sense if you don't see the video. Um, but basically, she's describing a, a, somebody who's gone so far left wing that they basically you know, can't see anything wrong with Russia and have a very rosy, glorified view of communism. There aren't a lot of people like that, but unfortunately they do exist and they are very obnoxious on Twitter. Um, I won't, I'm going to probably do a whole show on them, so I won't waste time on that. But I just, I found that clip bizarre because I'm like, how does that make Hillary look bad? I'm, I'm really trying hard here, buddy. I included this next clip as an example of how something that seems so simple to a Democrat, maybe, or someone left wing, it gets twisted by the GOP. And I probably will do an entire show based on these examples. And I mean this from my heart. The Democratic Party needs 12 people like me full time watching Fox News and analyzing it and breaking it down. Because it's not that we're just trying to reach those, um, you know, those voters in the middle, but they need to understand how every policy they promote is being attacked and dissected and broken down by the GOP, and Fox does it for them. So here's the clip. This is Greg Gutfeld on The Five. Banks could eat the loans and their outrageous interest rates, but the banks, they got bailed out. They never have anything to worry about. So she's expecting the viewer, you, me, everybody, uh, uh, to foot the bill of upper middle class, overeducated, mostly white liberals. That's the people that actually could afford to pay. No, you're going to get the truck drivers and the secretaries and the waiters to pay the tuitions yep. for that. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. And what about all of the parents and the students who paid their loans, who did the right thing? Shouldn't they get refunds then? I so, of course, Greg is wrong there. The demographic that is the most disproportionately affected by the student loan crisis is black Americans. It's not white Americans. And he also doesn't seem to realize that many secretaries, truck drivers, and waitresses, guess what? Have student loans. So it's kind of a dumb argument, but that's the one they use. And honest to God, like Democrats need to watch this stuff like crazy. So they know it's like going to duel and trying to anticipate the next move your opponent's going to make rather than just think, oh, but my idea is better and therefore people will like it. No, you have to think of strategy and you have to think of how you can defend against a critic like that. And that's why I think it's important to consume this kind of media, even though I don't recommend anybody sit through 15 hours of this a week. <laughs> I do it because this is my job and I analyze it like a scientist would, like a total nerd. So it's, it's, it's easier for me to be detached from it. I don't think any normal person should, who doesn't like Fox, it doesn't agree with their point of view, should sit through this because boy, it's not easy. Um, but like I said, I'm kind of detached from it. I just want to play one last clip because I think this is funny of the man with the worst uh, mileage in the United States talking to somebody from Fox and Friends. Thanks, Adam. Yep. California drivers are feeling pain at the pot much worse than any other state. I get like eight miles a gallon, so I'm paying like 300 a week. I get like eight miles a gallon, so I'm paying like 300 a week. 
Of course, they never show his car. <laughs> so it's like, is that a big rig? Is that a really heavily loaded truck? What is that? How do you get eight miles per gallon in 2022? I don't know. So that's the coming to the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening. This is a brand new project. It's a shoestring budget. I am the only person working on this. It is a tremendous amount of work. Please find me on TikTok, same name, Decoding Fox News, Instagram, Decoding Fox News. On Facebook, it's Juliet Jeske. On um, Twitter, it's Juliet Jeske and Decoding Fox News. And I'm going to hopefully be putting myself in the videos more. It's just a little bit more work to do that. And I've just been trying to kind of stay on top of this. It's very difficult to get behind on this project. So thank you again so much. It's always free. Please subscribe. Tell your friends. Love having people listen to this. I always appreciate it. Give me any feedback you want on Twitter. See you next week. I'm doing Tucker Carlson again because I got to, you know, go deep dive into the crazy. 